Hi there, you're listening to the 247 Girl Boss Podcast, and I'm your host, Ola. In this podcast, we discuss the successes, failures, and pivotal moments that make the career change journey worthwhile. Expect to have a few laughs, be encouraged, and get equipped with the mindset, tools, and resources required on the journey to finding the careers you love and making a difference where you live. In this week's episode, we'll be talking to Kome Olori, the founder and CEO of She Dares to Succeed. Let's get started. Come in. How have you been? How has this lockdown been treating you? Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And thank you for saying that because I don't consider it anything. I just see you as my sister and then we share ideas. And then with lockdown, it's been interesting. It's been one of those things that you don't know what every day is going to bring, what mm-hmm. to expect. So... I've just been going with the flow and just hoping that I'm trying to do the best I can do so that I can look back on this time and actually laugh and be like, right, I went through that and it was okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And do you have, is there anything positive you can see has happened throughout this time? What has been the benefit of, for you? Because I know there's a lot of things that have gone wrong. There's some things that um, people feel that, um, some people have lost their jobs in this period. Some people have lost incomes. Some people are going through some um, serious times in this particular um, period of time. So, um, but I also know that there are people that have actually gained from this period. As, and some people have found the time to rest that they didn't have before. Um, what, what kind of positives have you experienced? Hmm. So with the lockdown, right? I think we all kind of needed this time. So (laughs) apart from the bad things that have happened, I think we all needed this time because the world was so busy. And Mm. I found out that my life was so busy with things that um, I didn't really need. Mm. Places I didn't need to go, but it felt good to go, Mm. right? And a lot of action that was taking place in the day that at the end of the day, you just realize some things needed to go. And this lockdown has really forced me to take a very strategic and close look at what I do and how I spend my time, the people mm-hmm. I spend my time with. Yeah. And so I think that's one very positive thing. It has forced me to slow down mm-hmm. and be more aware of the things that I'm doing and the places I'm going. And another thing I love is normally my little girl would be at school. Mm-hmm. And as much as it has been full on and it has been tough on some days, I just love the fact that we've had time to spend um with each other and just mm-hmm. bond as a family and play games without wondering about where to go or mm-hmm. any outside excitement it's just us yeah. having fun as a family and i really really appreciate that time and i think we're going to look back on this time and as many people as have spent it with their families they would love the fact that they did things together right now and so yeah that's one thing that i'm, I'm sure i will treasure mm-hmm. from being in lockdown However, having said that, I'm actually looking forward to school opening. <laughs> I know what you mean. I really appreciate what you say about the children because that's exactly how I feel. That even my kids, they were asking me the other day, oh, mommy, are you going to go back to work or we keep on working from home forever because we really like it. Because what, has, what we found is that we have more family time, especially in the evenings. Uh, in fact, I've become the master bedtime reader now. When we go to bed, they want me to read a story. We have this big devotional book that actually says the, um, tell, um, says the devotions in story manner. 
So I have to do the characters, the rabbit, and I have to do my voice and really be very dramatic. And they love it. So um, it's been, they like the evening times when we uh, have um, morning times. We now have girls, girls' nights, girls' evenings. We do loads of um, fun things. And we've started cooking. I didn't know, I think this time has allowed me to even know my children better than before. Yeah, you absolutely. know. You know what the uh, there are little intricacies about them that you didn't figure out until now. They both they both um, they love to cook. They're adventurous. They try new recipes. No, in fact, we are be we are becoming official bakers in my household now. So, <laughs> you know what? Now, when you said that, so this evening I was spending time with both children, and my my little girl turned to me and she said, "Mommy, I'm so happy uh, to spend time with you." Mm -hmm. And it, it, I realized that on a normal day-to-day -day basis, I would be busy mm -hmm. and she would come back from school and we would usually just go through bedtime mm -hmm. as quickly as possible because I obviously had stuff I needed to get back to. But now being at home, I don't have anything to go to. Mm -hmm. So it's us together doing bedtime, having a laugh. She doesn't have to go to bed as early as she used to. Mm -hmm. And that's what she's referring to that mommy. I love spending time with you. <laughs> What I can just hope is that when lockdown is over, we can take away that very big lesson from now that family is all that is that really matters and just yeah. continue to spend that time together. Yeah. And on that point, what I try to do, what I thinking of that, I decided that I would try to mimic, try and create a schedule that almost mimics what would happen if they were going to school. So that when this lockdown is over, we can still make those times that um, make the special moments still happen somehow if we're not quite there yet as we mm -hmm. definitely don't go to bed at the right time <laughs> but we try to mimic it as much as possible so that if there won't be a cut um, there won't be a shock to the system and we have to go back to work and whatnot but yes you're absolutely right um if nothing else it's the bonding that we've been able to do as a family that's that's the main takeaway for me which is brilliant so i know a little bit about you i know you used to um used to work in the corporate world um but a lot of us a lot of our listeners don't know a lot about you so i'd like you to just say a little bit about yourself i know you're a mom you have two kids just like me um but i also know particularly that you have made the transition from the corporate world into your own business so why don't you just um tell us a little bit about yourself and about your what, first of all, what, tell us about yourself and at what point did you decide that you needed to do some things differently? Hmm. That's a very deep question and I'm going to try to make it as short as possible because I don't want us to spend all day here. So first of all, I have a background in accounting and then I have a postgraduate in uh, international business. And from when I was at uni, I, I, thought, I thought that what I was going to do with my life was you know, be a banker and grow through the ranks and become maybe a CEO or an MD or something like that. Interestingly, I have always loved selling things. It's just something I did while I was at uni. I enjoyed it. And then I moved to the UK from Lagos, Nigeria. And I had to reintegrate, learn new things, make new friends. And, it, and while I was at uni, I started a hair business um, selling hair because I couldn't and it wasn't because I genuinely thought I wanted to start a business it was more that I didn't find a job within the first year and I needed a source of income and 
from that business, I was able to make a lot of money and mm -hmm. I didn't need a job. But because I always had that expectation that I was going to go into banking, I found a banking job. Mm -hmm. And so I came to London City to start working as a trade finance specialist and I hated it. <laughs> I really, really hated being a corporate banker. Um, going to work every day was a chore for me. And to worsen it, I fell into an organization that I felt was too stiff. Um, it was quite a toxic environment. I didn't enjoy it um, for the longest time. And so I started daydreaming again of having my business. And this was maybe 10 years ago. I started daydreaming about having my own business and being my own boss. But I just didn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And this, um, the cultural aspect of it, because uh, I didn't want to be a failure in the eyes mm -hmm. of my family, because mm -hmm. I'd gone through all this university education, I'd gone through so much training to become this person I thought I, thought I needed to be. Mm -hmm. um, so I dilly-dallied a lot. I had a lot of side hustles. I built businesses or learning how to be a business person. Eventually, I, I just understood that this was who I was. I was a business person at heart. I am quite gifted at spotting new opportunities and I can see business opportunities in almost any scenario and I'm good at it. So I, I had to be honest with myself and say, right, Kome, you need to be a business person. Forget about this banking thing. Um, and to be fair, it wasn't much about the organization. It was more about, it was not really about the organization. It was more about me personally and just not fitting in. So some days I would enjoy my job because on those days I'm problem solving. Mm -hmm. But on the days when I had to do mundane stuff and admin tasks, uh, I'll be pulling my hair out. Anyways, I eventually spent almost 10 years in banking. And then 2020 being the year that I was set free or I set myself free, I took that leap to become a full-time entrepreneur. Um, and I'm, I, it's been the best decision I've made. Hmm. You know, you said something really interesting. You said you, the fear of being a failure in the eyes of your family. It was one of the things that stopped you from going pursuing the business that you really knew was in your heart. And I think many of the people that will listen to this later will identify with that fear. And um, so how did, you, how did you overcome that? At what point did you realize, actually, and I think it's really important that people understand that it's, you can be afraid, but you still have to. You have to almost do it afraid in spite of it. Even if you have to start small like you did, you, you didn't, completely leave the accounting business because you needed to I think I think it was more than just you wanted to do business perhaps at that point in time you also needed a job I don't know but it was a bit of the two things you wanted to make sure that you or, or no you tell me what what was it and how did you overcome that fear or did you just do it afraid no so I would like to say I did it afraid, but the truth is that it's more complicated than that. Mm. Being afraid to be, uh, being afraid of being a failure, especially in, in sight of my family, because I had been groomed to go mm. into banking. I came from, my, my dad had been a banker for 35 years mm. and I got that training knowing that 
banking was a stable career mm. to have. Mm. I, I believe that what eventually caused me to take the leap was the fact that, first of all, I was already running my business on the site. Mm-hmm. It wasn't making as much as I wanted it to make, but I could see the future. Mm-hmm. And I decided that if I was going to make this leap, I wanted to make it now that I was young enough to do it. And if all hell broke loose and mm-hmm. I needed to go back to a job, I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I just realized that I had been interacting with so many women in she Dares, through she Dares to Succeed who also had so many fears. And I just realized that from being the outsider, listening to other people talk mm-hmm. about how afraid they were, mm-hmm. I could see that really there's nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Nobody can take your qualifications away from mm-hmm. you if you decide to become an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. it didn't work out and you wanted to go back. I think the only thing that would keep you from going back would be maybe fear of what people would see mm-hmm. but i just looked at it and i said it was a win-win situation if mm-hmm. i went for my business that's really interesting i i can't remember who says it but uh, I, i've heard it was on instagram it's it's you know how they say this um you said even if it didn't work, your degree that you have is still there. The experience you had before is still there. If you had to go back, you're not starting from ground zero. You're starting from a place of experience. The things that you've learned, the experience in the working environments you already had before, and the experience you've had from doing the business. Yeah. And the idea of oh, what people will say if you had to go back for whatever reason. Who shame help? That's the, that was the phrase I was remaining. <laughs> Who shame help? Exactly. And to be fair, because I was already mid-management before I left, Mm -hmm. I knew that there would always be a job for me. Mm -hmm. Even though categorically I can say that I am not looking for a job and I never expect to be job hunting again. Mm -hmm. Um, But the truth is, life happens. We Mm -hmm. never know what's coming on the Mm -hmm. horizon. I mean, I took the leap of day I left. In fact, I transitioned while I was on maternity leave and I Mm -hmm. just said, I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. right but the thing is pan- the pandemic happens just as i left mm. and i'm so grateful that i did it when i did it because the interesting thing is the same company i was working for so while i was working the toxic environment i was working in i left that company i went to a new company that i absolutely loved i adored my team but unfortunately because of this pandemic that organization has shut down Wow. Every single person who worked there. Wow. If I had been relying on that job for my income, Mm. I would probably be one of the thousands of people, millions of people in the world who are unemployed right now. But I'm so grateful that I have my business and it it didn't affect me. Wow. I think that touches on another point that I keep on saying. It's, It's beyond looking for, I think now, nobody should ever be first of all dependent on a job you should always have something that is yours something that you can you should have multiple sources of income is the bottom line because nobody can love you more than you love yourself and the business will always the business needs will always come first so also your needs need to be top of mind for you at all points in time so imagine if you didn't have anything else I don't know. You'll probably be like, 
you'll be in ground zero now thinking, okay, what do I do? Should I go and look for another job? Should I, you know, but you you had a backup plan and you were working through that backup plan. And that's really brilliant. So tell us. Should I tell you, should I tell you something that was a wake up call for me? Yeah. Um, about a year before mm-hmm. I left, mm-hmm. one day I was at work and there was this lovely lady um, who I really, really had a good relationship with. Mm-hmm. She was on my team. And that morning, we were just having a normal morning chat. We were working on, we are just having a normal morning chat. And then the head of the department requested to have a, a brief meeting with her. So she got up, packed up her desk, shut down her computer, and then they went off to the meeting. Mm-hmm. About 10 minutes later, she walked in, eyes, you know, red. She had obviously been crying. And she wouldn't speak to me. And she sat next to me. She picked up her handbag and walked out. Mm. And so in panic, I was wondering, what's wrong? So I ran after her, what's wrong? And she said, she had just been let go. Mm. That was a year before I left. And that day, they let go of about five people on Mm. my floor. Mm. And I I couldn't understand how Mm. they could just do that to people. Mm. And that work in that I work in me a new sense and a new determination mm. to be a victim mm-hmm. of any organization anywhere. Mm-hmm. Because there's one thing people say salary is safe. Mm. It's only as safe as you have a job. The yeah. day you lose that job, mm-hmm. how safe are you? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's not just about having multiple sources of income. It's mm-hmm. also knowing where your priorities lay. Mm-hmm. Are you? going to be employed mm-hmm. and dedicated to your employment without making a plan B mm-hmm. or are you going to prepare yourself for any mm-hmm. eventuality that may happen mm-hmm. I think that's very important as well yeah yeah absolutely and plan B does not necessarily have to be going into business do you think well maybe because I'm biased about business I, mm-hmm. I really love the exchange of money from mm-hmm. I, I love business mm-hmm. um, however I would say for Professionals who may be listening, mm-hmm. and B may be being able to leverage on your knowledge mm-hmm. and helping other people to yeah. learn that you already know. Yeah. So you're a digital entrepreneur, you sell digital products, mm-hmm. and you're leveraging on what you know and the skills you have. Yeah, absolutely. Another um, organization that would probably be too much for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So now that you've made that transition, You've done it for a while now. What would you say has been your biggest challenge? I would say it is working from home. Because in the beginning, I was used to obviously dressing up all every day and mm-hmm. going up to the mm-hmm. And Starbucks used to be, Starbucks or pret a used to be one of my big spend expenditures. I would always go in the morning and get myself a, a cup of, you know, hot chocolate and feel nice. Mm-hmm. Now I can have... I didn't have all that. Right? Yeah. Um, I needed to turn up to work by myself <laughs> without anybody watching yeah. the time. Yeah. And I needed to stay at my desk and actually do the work. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't do the work, then there's no money coming in, right? Absolutely. And at the beginning, I really struggled with that because it's easy when someone else is watching the clock for you. Yeah. And you know, you know you're going off to lunch break and you need to be back in exactly an hour. Other, mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, it doesn't really look good and professional. Mm-hmm. But now I could sit in front of my TV and watch Netflix. <laughs> and I'm working with my laptop on my, on, my, on my lap or something. 
Um, so yes, I struggled with productivity in the beginning, mm. but with time and as the months have passed, I've, I've sort of found my rhythm. Mm -hmm. I don't try to get up too early in the morning. I spend the morning reflecting. I try mm -hmm. not to answer my phone in the morning. Mm -hmm. I just morning getting grounded spend time with the children mm -hmm. try to get everything ready and then about midday i'm at my desk working and i work all through until maybe 3 p.m then i take a break so i've kind of found my rhythm and yeah. the hours that work for me mm -hmm. and anything that is left over that needs to absolutely be done that day i put it off and do it when the children have gone to bed at 7 p.m um for people who may be listening and cannot see themselves or they think that working at home is faffing all day, I mm -hmm. can, can enlighten you and say it is actually hard work. It and is it, very much hard work, absolutely. And it is almost harder to work for yes. yourself. This time the onus is on you. Yes. There's no salary coming if you do not deliver. Yes. But I, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Yes, yes, I completely, 100% agree with that, yes. Working from home is hard work because you juggle so many things. And But but there's a there's a freedom also that comes with it that you, you just can't trade. You can't, you can't put into words the ability to, mm, I'm going to work at this time and I'm not going to work at this time, to plan your day around your family. To, it's just... It's just so sweet. It's absolutely and so you sweet. Know what? Some days I'm working in my pajamas at my yeah. desk. Mm -hmm. Some days I'm actually dressed like I'm going to a party because yeah. I feel like it. Mm -hmm. And some days I just want to work at the cafe because I want to watch people. Mm -hmm. um, and some days I don't want to do any work at all. And I shut down my computer and I just spend time with my husband because he too works from home. Um, I think that's the best quality of life I could ask for right now. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. So, Kome, what advice would you give to any woman right now that's thinking of this, doing, making the same transition that you have made and is not sure what to do? What, what advice would you give? I would say go for it. Absolutely. Um, starting your own business is complicated. I'm mm -hmm. um, straight up. It is complicated. It's very scary. Mm -hmm. Um. But I think if you can be successful in a nine-to-five job, yeah. then you can absolutely be successful at a mm -hmm. business if you give it all the attention and the focus that it deserves. Mm -hmm. Because what you find a lot of um, transitioning people doing is they have one leg in nine-to-five and one leg mm -hmm. in their business. And the truth is because of fear or whatever mm -hmm. reason, they dedicate more attention to that nine-to-five job because mm -hmm. obviously they have to be their boss. And they don't give enough attention to the business. And mm -hmm. so they wonder when, why the business is not working. Hello, it's not working because you're not giving it the attention and mm -hmm. the input that it deserves. Mm -hmm. No business will, th will thrive if it's choking on lack of oxygen. Yeah. Um, so anybody that wants to go nine to five and transition into business, I would say totally do it. If you can feel it in your heart and your gut's feeling mm -hmm. is do it, do it. Just to add to that, I would say sometimes I know that since I've gone through it myself, I know that sometimes the issue is not that they don't want to, but somehow people can't find the time to be able to fit the two in. But you're absolutely right. It has to be, you have to give your business the, as much attention as you give your um, nine to five job. So the way to do that is to focus on one project at a time. 
and finish one thing at a time, I would say, for your business. If you have something to do in your business, you plan out the day, you plan out how to, if, so if, say, you're, you wanted to um, create a course, and you want to create a course, you want to write a book, don't try and do all of them. Focus on one thing, finish it, and then you move on to the next. So you don't feel the overwhelm, and then I you can get things on. Get accountability. Exactly. Um, so when I first started working at home and I was struggling with productivity, mm-hmm. I got myself an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. And she's somebody who I cherish because we have gotten the opportunity to get really close. Mm-hmm. Because on the days, on the bad days, you have someone to bounce ideas and talk about mm-hmm. honestly. Please get somebody that you can be honest and open with, not mm-hmm. somebody that you are embarrassed to to admit that you are struggling. Mm-hmm. But accountability has helped. And so when I started She Dares properly, mm-hmm. one of the biggest um, turning points is matching people up with mm-hmm. other women. Yeah. It's easier when there's somebody else rooting for you and supporting you yeah. than when you're trying to do everything by yourself and you're just yeah. wandering and getting frustrated and overwhelmed. So yeah, get out of accountability. Focus on what you need to do focus on one um this thing but the important thing is just do it yeah absolutely okay how about the women right now because i don't want to i know that there'll be some listeners here that they're not in a place where oh they don't have the luxury of i want to make a transition and i want to do it in my own time they've lost their job or they know they're already on the way out or they just haven't had work for a few months now and they just where do they start from to be honest, I've met quite a number of those um, kind of women recently, and all I can say is I'm so sorry that you're going through this mm-hmm. because it is not a palatable thing to have to transition by force and by yeah. fire. Mm-hmm. However, I would say there are opportunities for you everywhere. You just have to be ready to open your eyes and see them. Mm-hmm. Starting a business is not rocket science, and it's not as it is. It could be complicated, but it's not as difficult mm-hmm. as people make it seem. Mm-hmm. What are you good at, or what do you know that you could help other people with? I feel that the best place to start making income. Forget about calling it a business right now. This is mm-hmm. about making income. Yeah, the best place to start making income is based is is leveraging the things that you know. Mm-hmm. that you can help people so whether in your day-to-day job you were a project manager can you help other people up their skills can you mm-hmm. help them um, learn how to do the job where you uh what are, what are you good at mm-hmm. for example i was uh i'm an excel guru mm-hmm. i vba i speak vba in my sleep right mm-hmm. and that was one of the good things from my nine to five experience and if i ever wanted to if i didn't have what i have now I will be leveraging on that and finding mm-hmm. people who want to learn how to do what I could do. Also, you have to realize that even if people are not moving around right now and the pandemic is still on and lockdown has been extended as many times as it would be, mm-hmm. the internet is there and the internet is actually the biggest resource of our time. Mm-hmm. I feel that a lot of people commonize it and they have reduced the internet to Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. when a whole lot more. Yeah. So, you can only project and look at the opportunities rather than the disadvantages that are mm-hmm. around and just see what you can do online 
I think that you have a very good stepping stone. I like what you mentioned, and I like the example you gave about VBA and whatnot, because it's something you can do without capital, without looking for money as such, because people in that category don't have a lot of money to spend. So they need something that they can start now and get money from without necessarily having to pay and cough out a lot of money for that, because most of these women will probably be moms, people and some of them some will have genuine responsibilities that they need to meet, meet up with so that was a very good example thank you do you uh, would you be able to uh, shed a little more light on what other things they could do um if to, to start off without spending a lot of money to get to start online marketplace is also a very lucrative mm. um, a lot of people have so many things in fact there's this estimate that goes around and says uh, about 50% of the items that people purchase and that mm -hmm. have, they have lying about their houses mm -hmm. have never been used or have have very, very underused. Mm -hmm. So starting on online marketplaces will give you that first income that you need. Mm -hmm. Amazon and um, eBay are very lucrative places. If only you know how to sell on there, if you know how to find items to sell. I mean, the people that are making hundreds of thousands every year. I personally am an Amazon seller. Mm -hmm. I started off with eBay, I transitioned into Amazon. I totally love it. In fact, half, half of my day is spent sourcing products mm -hmm. for my Amazon business. And I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world because Amazon gave me the ability to leave my job, the confidence, mm -hmm. the income, so mm -hmm. that even while people are you know, struggling right now. I don't have, I'm not, I don't have the same worries that they have. Mm. Um, so for anybody who would rather do a physical product business rather than doing a knowledge-based business, like mm. a business, I would say check out the marketplaces. You can also check out Etsy. Etsy is mm. own another good marketplace mm -hmm. for, for such things. Mm. Thank you so much, Kome, for spending this time with us. It's been amazing. I've learned a lot of things and I, I've loved all the tips you've, you've given us. So tell me, how can um, our listeners get in touch with you? What projects projects you have going on right now that you think will be helpful to, your, um, to our followers? I know you have a number of courses that people can take advantage of, the eBay course, the... Um, um, the Amazon course, like you mentioned. Um, so tell us a little bit um, more about you and um, what is on offer now that people can um, grab a hold of. As Ola said, there is the eBay course and there's the online seller course, which teaches you how to leverage these marketplaces that I talked mm -hmm. about and mm -hmm. be able to make at least 10,000 every month. Mm -hmm. There is also the group, the support group that I run, which is She Dares to Succeed, the inner circle, um, which is a place for people who want to start businesses or grow their existing businesses. And you get to spend time with a group of fantastic, my women at the most. In fact, I, I can't rave about this women a lot. They're fantastic, every single one of them. Um, but they're all super moms that are building businesses. And so mm. you will be very at home mm. with them. Um, but it's a place not just for building businesses but also community because i find that one of the things that entrepreneurs struggle with is that overwhelm that frustration mm -hmm. of not knowing the next step and not knowing anybody who has done what you're doing mm -hmm. so we solve that problem in the group there's the business and there's the community 
Um, so yes, if you wanted to find me on Instagram at she dares to succeed, I'm also on Facebook at she dares to succeed, or you can email me at kumeoluri at yahoo.com, which is the fastest place you'll get a response. So those are my places to contact me. Thank you so much, my sister, for coming on. Thank you. It's been wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, guys. Um, thank you for, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe as well. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review the episode on Apple Podcasts. It helps other women that need the podcast find it more easily. There are two ways to keep in touch with us. First off, you can connect with us on Instagram at 247girlboss. And the second is why not sign up for our newsletter and be the first to know about guest giveaways and discounts. Also, you'll get tips and resources to help you build the careers that you love. So see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.